Hello and welcome to the Ice Guy. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys. Wednesday, December the 6th, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith with you, ready to break down the Wednesday card. we got four games on tap, including a TNT doubleheader tonight uh, in NHL action. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, what a night it was on Tuesday uh, in the NHL uh, for both of us uh, as far as betting-wise, as far as uh, entertainment-wise as a fan. A lot of games that were extremely exciting and entertaining uh, last night uh, in the NHL. And after doing up, tallying up all the results for me personally last night, it was my most profitable night of the NHL season. Sides, totals, player props combined. Uh, absolutely outstanding results, huge profits for me, and much needed because it's been a grind for me in the NHL the last week or two. So to see that kind of night come through uh, in spades, just awesome. You know, it started with, you know, going down the list, um, you know, the Kings and the Blue Jackets draw. Uh, which was a miraculous finish. Uh, L.A. Columbus over, uh, which I was on. Alex was on that for a little bit as well. Uh, no question about that. Uh, Alex with the incredible 13-1 to on the 3-3 correct score at the end of regulation uh, in that game. I actually, as the line creeped up on the New York Rangers, I grabbed a little Ottawa last night uh, in that game against them just because I thought that number got a little bit high and the senators were coming off one of their best efforts and they followed it up. They had a great performance last night, Ottawa, uh, in taking care of business against the Rangers, uh, Detroit Buffalo over. I was on that. It came through. And the, the thing that really put the night over the top for me was the Sharks Islanders game. That game made the night the most profitable night by far for me this season. I mean, that game was just perfection. My Shark Islander game was Alex's Kings Blue Jackets game uh, last night. Sharks Island, where do we start? The over five and a half, which was the best bet, cashing in. That's just the beginning. What about San Jose plus one and a half, puck line? What about San Jose coming all the way back and winning that game, cashing plus 270 uh, on the money line? And then, of course, the big one of all, the draw, plus 430 uh, in that Sharks Islanders game as the Islanders yet again uh, piss away a huge lead in that game, which has been their biggest problem all season long. Uh, Lane Lambert, after the game, saying it was an absolute sin to lose that game. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. It was a sin to lose that game. It's absolutely pathetic on home ice to lose four, uh, lose a lead 4-1 to the lowly San Jose Sharks uh, and end up losing that game 5-4 uh, in overtime like the uh, New York Islanders did. Just a hideous loss, a despicable loss for the uh, New York Islanders last night against San Jose. Buffalo was pretty despicable, too. You know, that was absolutely uh, awful from them last night, really for two periods. Third period, they got going a bit, but still, you can't start the game that way and expect to win. Problems continue for the uh, Buffalo Sabres uh, last night. Uh, we saw Nashville beat Chicago, Colorado beat Anaheim, uh, Minnesota. They just can't lose anymore, uh, apparently, under John Hines. They win again. Uh, five to two against Calgary, but hey, I'm not going to complain. Alex won't complain. We like Minnesota there. Just keep riding it. We're, we're not going to fight it anymore. We're not big John Hines fans. We know there's going to come a time when this nice little uh, honeymoon session with the Minnesota Wild and their new head coach will come to an end and there'll be money yeah. to be made baiting them. But until that time arrives, we'll ride them. 
uh, as long as this uh, win streak uh, keeps going. But, you know, what's impressive again last night was the um, uh, the Minnesota Wild are getting all those players that couldn't score under Dean Evason to save their lives down the stretch, suddenly producing. Joel Erickson X on the beam again. Matt Boldy's on fire here the last several games under John Hines. Looks like a completely different player uh, again right now for Minnesota. So everyone's going for the Wild right now. Even Gustafson's getting his game back. Minnesota first goal. I say you keep betting that as well. We talked about that uh, on the show yesterday, that they've scored the first goal, the Minnesota Wild, in every game since the coaching change. So I say you keep going with that uh, as well. And, of course, we wrapped up the night with, well, it was hyped. It was anticipated. The Hughes Bowl, Jack, Luke, and Quinn playing on the in the same game in the NHL for the first time ever. But there's always that worry that, hey, maybe it's going to be a dud. Maybe the game's going to stink. Maybe it's going to just not live up to that expectation level. It did live up to the expectation level. A wild, crazy first period. Um, no one had to sweat both teams to score in the first period. I know Alex and I both had a piece of that. <laughs> the first period, both teams to score. Over was never in doubt. 4-2 Devils uh, after the uh, first period. And it's going to be one of those games where it ended up, of course, Canucks battle back. Devils can't be trusted to hold a lead. Canucks came back 5-5, tying it up. And then, of course, New Jersey, uh, horrible shoddy coverage by Vancouver. All alone was Jesper Bratt with 30 seconds left to slam home a rebound and win 6-5, to five, uh, the game winning. But you look at that game last night and you look at the final score. If you didn't watch the game, you're going to think, what happened to Thatcher Demko? The team around him happened to Thatcher Demko uh, last night in that game. I don't fault Thatcher for much. You know, I, uh, maybe one goal on an angle, he was off a little bit. But that was just odd man rush city. That was just breakdown central defensively last night for the Canucks. You know Rick Tockett ain't going to be happy about the way they defended in their own zone. I thought they left Thatcher Demko hanging out to dry. On the other side, Vancouver scored five despite the loss. I think there was more of a goaltending issue when it comes to Vitek Vanacek last night, where, again, I said to this on Twitter, he's allergic to controlling or finding rebounds and loose pucks in front of the net. It's, a, it's unbelievable with this guy. Like when the puck is rattling around in front of his pads in the crease area, he can't find it. He can't find it. He can't control it. And the other team is getting to that puck and likely putting it in the back of the net. That has happened way too much this year to Vitek Vanacek. And it happened again last night. Unfortunately for him, his offense and his teammates bail him out in the 6-5 to five New Jersey victory. Hell of an exciting game. And for those of you that bet a ton of Hughes, and I, I couldn't believe it. it, felt like everyone on NHL betting social media on X last night was betting Hughes props, Hughes yep. same game parlay props, point props, goal props. It, it was amazing. We got the, the obvious one, which was the point parlay with the Hughes brothers. The Hughes brothers point parlay came through, plus 260, each of them to get a point. Quinn got two points. I actually had each of them to get two points. And we fell one short of that because Luke only got one point. So I went with Luke, Quinn, and Jack, two points each. And I think that was like 30 to one. It was a hell of a price. We almost got that. And then the big one of all, and I didn't even get a good price because I saw FanDuel. People were betting the Hughes brothers goal prop. And I was seeing 80 to one, 90 to one. I even saw 100 to one. I got shortchanged at my usual best spot in the world, bet 365. I only got 55 to one. Uh, on that uh, goal parlay. So pretty bad price, bad job by me, not shopping for the best uh, price with that. Uh, But that Quinn Hughes, Jack Hughes, Luke Hughes, uh, same game goal parlay uh, fell just short. Jack scores, of course, Luke Hughes scores, 
and Quinn Hughes is the one that does not. And I'm like saying to himself, you know, does and someone said on X, it's funny. I said going into the third period, how does Jack Quinn Hughes has got to be looking himself in the mirror and saying, how can I be the only Hughes brother that doesn't score a fucking goal in this game? How can I live this yeah. down uh, at every family dinner? You know, Christmas is coming up. I'm sure the fam is going to get together. You know, Jack and Luke are going to rake Quinn through the coals that we scored in that game in Vancouver on December the 5th. You didn't. And there's going to be just some you know, playful brotherly jabbing, I'm sure, after that. And someone on X said, I think if Quinn doesn't score in this third period, you got to disband him and disown him from the family uh, at this point. But uh, yeah, that was pretty funny. But unfortunately, but he still got two points, both yeah. of them assists, both of them in the third period uh, in that game. So uh, just an incredible game. And um, the Hughes parents were shown a lot on the television broadcast of the game. And uh, I'm sure they were proud. Pretty special. They all got at least one point. Jack gets a goal and two assists. Luke Hughes gets a goal, two assists, two points for Quinn Hughes. Uh, they all get on the score sheet. Uh, and it was an entertaining game. They all made an impact in some way. Uh, just an outstanding night. And Shout out to the parents uh, of the uh, Hughes brothers. I'm sure that's one hell of an unbelievable moment that they had last night watching that and taking it all in, that their three sons are pl on the same ice in an NHL game together. Really amazing. Uh, Alex, uh, thoughts from what was a crazy Tuesday night? Yeah, hopefully the, the family will be able to get – I know sometimes they'll do this for certain uh, ceremonial things. They'll have the, the official scorecard printed out. Hopefully you can get a printout and get that signed by all three of them. That will be a really cool – uh, thing to have for them, like I said, great moment for them. They looked nervous every time they showed them too. It wasn't necessarily that they were celebrating because you know they got family on both sides, so they were just just kind of sitting there nervous. But certainly seemed to be proud. And you know that game, this whole night last night, if I were to copy and paste the night and tell someone who's interested in betting on hockey, you know what uh, what would be a, a, a microcosm of a good night betting hockey? Last night was it. As far as like I said, everything that you watched was entertaining. Every game was entertaining that I turned to even for the, for maybe 15, 20 minutes was entertaining last night. The bets were just fantastic. We both crushed it last night. Uh, you said you had your best night of the year. I had one of my most profitable games of the year, not necessarily a, a good night overall. I had a couple of losses in, in there in between, but I mean, you hit a perfect score, correct score three, three at, at regulation at 13 to one. That's already automatically going to make a, a big night that took care of most of everything that was on the losing end. Then hitting the draw, and hitting the over simultaneously uh, with the Kings and Jackets. So that was a, just a fun game to watch. And shout out to L.A. Tying now the uh, 0506 Buffalo Sabres and the 2009-2010 Devils. Most consecutive road wins to start a season. And uh, like I said, that's something they may be trying to gun for in their next game. Ian and I were talking about that off air. That's definitely something to watch as they take on Montreal uh, tomorrow night. Definitely going to be a fun one to see for sure. The Hawks and the Predators. Uh, I won't spend too much time talking about this. The Hawks, Connor Bedard got his first shootout goal. He's somebody who's going to be a problem in the shootout because you can just tell with the poise and, and, and determination he has just playing in five on five. But when he's got all along the breakaway, his hands, you can't read his body language at all. Goalies are going to have a real tough time with him in the shootout. They're going to guess every time he takes in a shootout attempt. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a true guess. It's a true guess. And, and it, it, that's something that'd be interesting. It would be cool if you could bet on that live, you know, with when you see a shootout list of guys to score. I, I would think he'd have to be a favorite every time that he hits a puck on a stick. So that was the highlight of the shootout. Of course, the low light was Arvid Soderblom just looking terrible. The goal he gave up to Ryan O'Reilly in the shootout was just, I mean, I've, any one of us watching the show could have made that save. 
and it just he just looked completely lost once again. Everybody talking about his size and all this stuff. He's just not that good. And the Hawks are struggling now. The Hawks right now are in last place in the NHL. And that's mostly due to the San Jose Sharks now finding ways to win. Like you mentioned, 4-1 comeback. If you were to say that the Sharks are down 4-1 at any point in this season, we'd say that game's completely over. Don't even have to turn back to it. But the Islanders are in such bad shape that they let them get back in. Thomas Hurdle with two goals. And huge win for you, Ian. You cashed everything. The one and a half, the draw, the win in overtime. That's uh, that's about as good as it gets in, in a yep. comeback fashion. So that's uh, you know, and that's got to be a great win. The call from Randy Hahn, which I actually did listen to on Twitter uh, afterward, was just fantastic. You could hear the excitement in his voice and, and worthy. Oh my of, God, of, you've of, got good things to say about Randy I got, Hahn. I, I can't believe it. To say. <laughs> that was a good call by Randy Hahn because you know it's got to be hard. Frozen over. Sit. To sit and watch a team that bad has to be hard for anybody, right? And so to see that win for that team, that fan base, that that that's got to be a good feeling. That's a night that they'll probably remember for the rest of the season because they probably won't have that many wins moving forward. But uh, a good effort for them and, and the Islanders. I mean, how does Lane Lambert still have a job? How is this not completely like we should be talking about this team getting blown up and guys getting moved at some point, right? You have a loss this bad. And it's you know December sixth. It's only going to get tougher from here. You can't beat San Jose at home when you have a four-one lead. How are you going to be able to handle Buffalo, Boston, Toronto, Tampa Bay, Florida? How are you going to be able to handle all these teams in the Eastern Conference teams in your division? Uh, that, that's problematic. So uh, Islanders have a lot to, to to work on quickly, and it might have to be a coaching change. Look at what Edmonton has done. Look at what Minnesota has done. Minnesota last night, another great win. Like you said, the guys who have been quiet when Everson was there have finally woken up. Matt Boldy, uh, Joel Arisonek, uh, Foligno uh, had a ton of looks. He got the first goal. Unfortunately, it was not Kirill Kaprizov. That would have made the night. That would have made it the most profitable night of the season for me if I had hit that 11-1 shot on uh, Kirill Kaprizov first goal. But like you said, we get the, the, the cash with the plus money on the first goal in the first period. Did fall a little short on those first period overs in both teams to score. Calgary looks to be, once again, in a bit of disarray. But, uh, you know, once again, that's a Dan Vladar start. We'll be looking to see when they're going to have Dustin Wolf coming in now with Markstrom out week to week. So that's something to keep a note on, too. And uh, as we talked about, you know, all these games that are lead up tonight, just these four games. But a lot of these games tonight are lead up to some really good spots tomorrow. And that's the biggest thing that I've, I've kind of taken away. So we'll talk about the stuff that's going on for today. But just keep that in mind. Tomorrow's a really, really good card. And, and I'm having some plays tonight that are kind of shaping up some situations that will lead into tomorrow's card as well. There you go. So uh, Alex saying that, yeah, he'll he'll give you some stuff for tonight, but breadcrumbs tonight compared to what's on the uh, board tomorrow uh, as far as the NHL is concerned. And obviously we got a huge card uh, tomorrow on this uh, Thursday uh, slate. Counted up, we got 13, lucky number 13 uh, number of games tomorrow night on the uh, Thursday card. So looking forward to that. But um, yeah, it was a great night, but time now to turn the page. We got to try to uh, make it a good night tonight here on this Wednesday card with just four games on tap. And we'll begin down in Tampa, the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay minus 130 home favorites here, uh, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Just before we um, started the show, someone on, I think Sean, just uh, 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 saying how Tampa's the play of the day, play of the day, play of the day, clear play of the day. Uh, you got to take Tampa Bay here uh, in this game. Um, I, I definitely lean that way. Okay, I definitely lean that way. But at some point, you know, you've got to, for me, I can't, What I, I don't know if I, I'll get there. 
I don't know if I'll get there, even though I lean to Tampa Bay. And here's why. Sometimes you just can't beat a particular team. And right now for Tampa Bay, they cannot beat the Pittsburgh Penguins. Like, it's just insane at this point. Five straight wins head-to-head for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Tampa Bay has not beaten Pittsburgh since October of 2021. That's over two years ago. So, for some reason, the Lightning have just not been able to get the job done uh, against um, the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I'll tell you what the problem has been. Given up way too many goals to this team. You look at the five losses. Five, six, seven, five, four. Tampa, uh, Pittsburgh scored at least four goals in every recent head-to-head meeting here. Uh, against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. So that's a hard head-to-head recent series to overcome that. That being said, I don't know if I can trust Pittsburgh right now. And like I said, I don't trust Pittsburgh right now. I don't want Pittsburgh right now. You know, they've lost three of their last four games. This team is just, they need to score goals to win games, okay? I don't trust their D. I've said that all year. You don't bring in an Eric Carlson to make yourself into the 90s Devils, a lockdown, shutdown defensive team. That's not going to be the answer. Okay, you're not going to be great defensively when you bring in a guy like that. Sorry, you're just not. But what's really hurting the Penguins now is we know their defense is suspect. We know one night Jari can be good in net, one night not. Same with Nadelkovic. But what's killing them right now is that what was expected to be what carries them, their offense, and especially what was supposed to be this lethal power play, which is supposed to be awesome because you brought in an Eric Carlson. That's supposed to be the thing you're supposed to help you with, the power play. The power play is 30th right now. In the NHL, 30th. It's just absolutely killing this team. I mean, the, the I don't blame the reporters for hammering away at Mike Sullivan, Sidney Crosby, uh, Jake Gensel, Malkin, Latang uh, in the postgame press conferences over this power play. It's unacceptable. This, this allotment of personnel that you have should not be this bad with the man advantage. There's no way it should be this bad. Uh, and yet somehow it is. I see stagnant play. I see the puck staying in a static area. I see not much creativity. I see trying to fit plays through, uh, through the box when there's no plays to be made. Passes are getting picked off. And the turnovers with this hockey team right now, absolutely hideous. They just cannot uh, make a strong, confident play with the puck. Uh, at times, and that's a big issue right now for Pittsburgh. So their overall game is not one where I trust them. but. Their last win was against this Tampa Bay team just uh, a few a week ago, essentially, November 30th in Tampa. They were down early in that game. They won 4-2. So they've got Tampa Bay's number. And even though I think Tampa Bay coming off the bounce back win against Dallas, they got drilled 8-1 in Big D and bounced back and shut out Dallas in the rematch 4-0. This is the same spot we saw with Ottawa last night, which is why I ended up you know, ended on Ottawa for a small bet last night. I like those spots where teams gone through the abyss, gone through the losing streak, gone through the slump, and then they win that first game, and it's a positive momentum and a springboard into the next game, and they often win that next game too. That's the spot Tampa's in. I like this spot. It's usually a good spot to back a team. I do lean Tampa Bay, but I don't know if I can get over that history they have with Pittsburgh. They have just not. They have just been an ultimate failure against the Pittsburgh Penguins for the last couple of years. So it's hard to get over that for me. I lean draw, lean over, lean Tampa, not feeling overly strong about it any of the three. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay. Yeah, I did grab a small bit of the draw uh, at plus 370 at FanDuel just off of Pittsburgh's uh, history, three of the last four games going uh, into over going past regulation. Also, another thing that I like, two plays, that I, like I said, keeping it kind of smaller and with all my units and everything tonight with this card. But I like the first period over, one and a half. I grabbed that at minus $1.40. 
And I also grabbed both teams to score in the first period, plus 160 at Bet Online. Uh, once again, big thanks to uh, Adam Burns and Dave Mason, all the guys that have been online. We now can bet the first period, both teams to score there. And I got that at plus 160. So uh, those are three plays I have. Just kind of small, like I said, you know, with the, the history, uh, how Tampa's kind of struggled with Pittsburgh. That's been a bit concerning, but like I said, this Penguins team's got to wake up, and then the offense needs to be there, especially with the power play. Like I said, it's just unfathomable to think that kind of uh, that amount of talent to not be able to convert five on four. Uh, yeah. That they should be able to get, to get over that hump sooner than later. And like I said, with the Lightning, you know, defense has still been a bit shaky. That's why I like goals early here, and maybe I jump in for something live on a side play uh, once I kind of observe the first twenty minutes. Yeah, the draw, I do. I, I think that definitely is something I will move on for sure, uh, the draw in this game um, as well. Three of the last four Penguin games have gone uh, past regulation. Um, the Tampa Bay, not so much. It's been, uh, you know, six straight for them without going to overtime. But, you know, we did see the meeting in Tampa last year, the last one go to overtime. It nearly went to overtime a week ago. You know, that was 3-2 Pittsburgh. And Tampa came close to tying that game with the extra attacker, and then Pittsburgh ended up putting it away uh, in the empty net. So we almost got OT last week when these teams played. So I uh, wouldn't be shocked if we see that uh, here tonight with uh, these two teams. I think as far as uh, player props go tonight, you know, for uh, it, it, for Tampa Bay, you know, their big guns started to step up again uh, for them, obviously, in the uh, victory against uh, Dallas, the rematch uh, the other night. Uh, Sidney Crosby's doing everything he can. Uh, I can't blame him too much. Uh, you know, he's got four points uh, in the last six games and three goals during that span. You know, he's been, you know, very consistent uh, for the most part for this team, playing with Gensel and with Rust. Uh, Gensel's on a terrific point streak as well. Uh, seven points in the last uh, six games for him. Uh, so you, you can't really blame either of those two guys. They're just not getting their power play going. They're not getting much. Like, what on earth right now is Jeff Carter, Koppinen, Harkins, Zahorn has cooled off, had a couple goals earlier in the season, not so much lately. Lars Eller, Alexander Nylander, what are those guys giving you right now offensively in the bottom six? Zip, zilch, nothing. Uh, and that's a problem. You need four lines to be able to contribute if you're going to be at your absolute best and have your best chance to win on a nightly basis these days in the NHL. And right now, not seeing it consistently from Pittsburgh's bottom six. All right, Dallas and Florida next up. This is the first of the TNT doubleheader tonight uh, on this uh, Wednesday night. Uh, we've got Florida minus 120 home favorites, six the total here in this one with the Stars and the Panthers. Now, Florida's been a little hit or miss lately. I mean, uh, nothing to panic about, but a little underwhelming. They're six and four in their last uh, 10 games, uh, or five and five, I should say, in their last 10 games. Only a 500 team. They haven't really been able to string a massive streak together. Win two against Anaheim and Edmonton. They lost two against Winnipeg, Boston. Uh, and since that Winnipeg loss, they've alternated wins and losses. Uh, beat Ottawa, lost to Toronto, beat Montreal, lost to the Islanders. What's concerning to me here is look at these wins in the last 10 games for Florida. San Jose, one of the worst teams in the NHL, last night's win aside. Anaheim, who've been struggling. Edmonton, when Edmonton was reeling. Uh, at that time when they beat um, Edmonton. It was right after the coaching change, and Edmonton really hadn't found their footing just yet. Um, and then after that, they beat Ottawa, struggling at the time they played the Sens, and Montreal, you know, who have obviously uh, struggled lately. So not a lot of quality on that schedule lately for the Florida Panthers as to who they've beaten, uh, even though they're now fully healthy. If you look at the injury report, they're as healthy as they've been all season, yet 
they've been very mired. They've been mired in inconsistency and up and down, uneven play here in the last 10 games. Uh, Sergei Bobrovsky, Jake Ottinger is your goaltending matchup. Uh, Dallas coming off the 4-0 shutout loss against Tampa Bay uh, the other night. Um, so, look, credit to Tampa Bay. Um, great bounce-back performance. Was Dallas uh, awful in that game? No, but you could tell that um, they just didn't uh, have their A game. Probably a sense where, you know, you've got Dallas already beating up that team 8-1. to Maybe they didn't bring that same, you know, urgency level that the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning did. Uh, in that game. We'll see how they fare here uh, tonight in a bounce back spot against the uh, Florida Panthers. If you look at the uh, recent head to head series with Dallas and Florida, a lot of close games, a lot of competitive games, but Dallas has won three of the last four meetings uh, between these two teams, uh, including last year. It was a six to four win uh, in Florida. What's oddly enough is we've seen quite a bit of goals here for the last five meetings with the uh, Stars uh, and the Panthers have gone uh, over the total uh, entering this game. I like Dallas usually off a loss. I like Dallas usually, uh, especially on the road. It's worth pointing out this year, Dallas has been excellent uh, away from home. They're actually only six and five, you know, at home in Dallas. But on the road this year, eight, two and two uh, is their road record. So uh, they're playing very well on the road. I like them, uh, especially a really good team off a shutout loss in particular. You can find trends that back up how good of a bet and a good of a spot that usually is for a, a elite level upper class team in any league in any sport coming off a loss like that, especially a shutout loss. So I do like Dallas here at the short road underdog price plus one Oh five. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to split it up between uh, Dallas uh, money line, actually most more, more so on Dallas money line, but I'm also going to take their team total. Now you got to lay some juice with this over two and a half minus minus one sixty. But to me, two and a half is very cheap right now with a Dallas team total coming off a uh, shutout loss, you know, in a team that has been able to score three goals or more uh, in a lot of their recent games. All we need is three from them to go over that team total. You do have to lay a little bit of a price. I, I will say that. So if you don't like the minus 160 attached to that Dallas team total, but you're still interested in betting it, you can go to BetMGM. They offer half goal uh, team totals. Uh, with certain with with every game, so you could go in that direction instead. And at BetMGM, uh, you could go and get Dallas's team total uh, in this game over three at minus one ten. If you don't prefer, if you prefer the the lesser juice, so uh, that's what I'm going to do here. Dallas plus one hundred five, uh, and a little bit on the uh, Dallas Stars team total over two and a half here minus one sixty. Or if you don't want to lay that much of a price, you could opt for Dallas team total over three uh, minus one ten at uh, BetMGM with that uh, team total. Uh, all right, Alex, what do you think here in this one? Stars, Panthers. Yeah, so I was just kind of looking through, and I like this first period over, and I was debating on whether I wanted to make this in-game or bet this now. Looking back, Dallas, 13-4 and four last 17 uh, to the first period over. So I will be grabbing $1.25 now. Also, we'll be grabbing both teams to score in the first at plus 170. You can get that at uh, that high of a price at Bet Online and Bet MGM, so that's a dirt, certainly a, a buy on number with that uh, that prop play. Leaning with the full game over, but that's something I'm going to wait and try and grab five and a half, and maybe even look for a little plus money potentially uh, in game. So I'll be looking with those two sides uh, pregame first period over both teams to score. Also taking a shot there with Dallas uh, plus 100 on the money line too. Like I said, they've been much better on the road, and Florida's just been kind of up and down lately. I think the Stars could definitely uh, get some offense rolling and get a win here. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, basically, uh, for everyone talking about some of the props to look for, particularly on the uh, Dallas side of the equation, uh, Joe Pavelski uh, is right up there. He's been on fire. Uh, every, obviously, everybody got shut down against Tampa the other night. But prior to the 4 nothing loss to Tampa, Joe Pavelski, what did he have? Three goals in four games, three, four, five, six, seven, nine points in the last uh, six games before that uh, shutout loss to Tampa Bay. And then take your pick. You know, from anyone on the second line right now for Dallas, Tyler Sagan, uh, who has three points in the last four games and two goals. Matt Duchesne, who's been uh, very, very good this season uh, for the uh, Stars. And of course, Mason Marchment, who has been excellent uh, since he's been elevated to that top line with five points, three goals uh, in the last four games for the Dallas Stars. That Marchment, Duchesne, Sagan, second line right now has it going uh, for the uh, Dallas Stars. Them and Joe Pavelski up front with uh, Hinson. Robertson, those are the two, those are the four players that are that are the straw stirring the offensive drink, if you will, right now for the uh, Dallas Stars. No question about that. So, any of their props probably a worth a look tonight in this game. All right, Vegas and St. Louis. We've got Vegas minus one sixty road favorites. Uh, the total in this one currently uh, six uh, shaded to the under uh, in this game. Uh, it definitely lines up nicely here for Vegas. Obviously, they lost at home to St. Louis in overtime uh, the other night. So you've got this home-and-home home series now uh, in revenge mode. Uh, I could see Vegas getting the job done here uh, in this game. I'll probably uh, look to split it up here. Vegas maybe in, in regulate. little Probably split it up into uh, uh, three different bets, uh, evenly uh, spread out, uh, evenly uh, even amounts across the board with Vegas minus one, Vegas um, in regulation. And probably Vegas team total uh, over in this game as well. I could see that at a really nice price as well. You can get over uh, three and a half around plus 120, uh, plus 125. So really, really good price with that. I think definitely you're going to see uh, Vegas come back here strong tonight uh, in this game against a St. Louis team that mediocre is what they are. And uh, 13 and 11, a St. Louis team that you look at them off a win this season. There's another uh trend that hasn't been their friend is St. Louis uh, off a win. They have been inconsistent, not able to string good performances together. Um, so I'd expect Vegas to be a lot better here tonight in this game. And here's another team that's been solid. Seven road wins on the year for the Golden Knights. Same amount of home wins that uh, St. Louis has. So that's the way I'm going to go about it here. Um, evenly uh, evenly uh, spread out uh, bets. Three among Vegas minus one regulation and that team total. Uh, over three and a half again at a very good plus price with that Vegas team total tonight uh, Alex what do you think here Golden Knights Blues yeah it's gonna be a live game for me I'm gonna be kind of just watching and observing I'm looking for a live over five and a half at plus money like I said there's five and a half floating around now so that shouldn't take too long it should be about two or three minutes to score this play which we should definitely be able to get because Vegas they've been kings of the first period under you got burned with that first period over in this one, there was a ton of chances in that last uh, matchup with these two teams. St. Louis gets a goal with 23 seconds left, but that game should have easily gone over in the first. I don't know if we're going to see scoring really early. I think we'll have enough time to grab uh, some of those looks live. So it's just a full live game for me, nothing pregame. And I did cash with the draw uh, in the uh, game in Vegas the other night with the Blues and the Golden Knights. Not for me tonight, though. I'm not saying don't bet it, but it's not for me, uh, the draw tonight. If you actually look at the series history, all the overtime shootout games between these teams have been in Vegas, including the last two meetings in Vegas. Both went to overtime or a shootout. The games in St. Louis uh, between these two teams, they have none of them have gone uh, to overtime 
uh, in recent years. And the uh, Vegas Golden Knights have won seven to four and five to three uh, in their last two trips to uh, St. Louis. So, yeah, everyone that um, Raymond Reddington's look, I like it. Vegas money line and over five and a half, the combo at plus 163. Now, I could definitely see that right here. It's a really good price. The only concern is I could see this being like 4-1 for, uh, for um, Vegas tonight. I could see it a 4-1 final score. Uh, that would be the only thing that would have me concerned about an old Vegas and over five and a half combo. But I still think it's a good price and well worth playing if you're going if you're going to get it at that price uh, for sure. Yeah, Petrangelo against St. Louis. That's definitely the the former player angle is always you know something to consider. Uh, we know <laughs> Alex Petrangelo spent majority of his career uh, in St. Louis uh, earlier in his career. Uh, hasn't really been piling up the points of late, but last couple of games starting to show you know the that ability again. Three points for him in the last three games for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights entering this one. Uh, Robert Thomas and Jake Neighbors, as usual, if you're going to look toward anyone on St. Louis uh, for player props tonight uh, in this game. Uh, but for Vegas, definitely, I think you want to, you know, sp uh, spread it out here because, you know, they've really been getting uh, offensive contributions from different people uh, on a nightly basis. Keep in mind, still banged up on the blue line with no Alec Martinez and no Shea Theodore, but they do have Caden Korchak. They do have, uh, you know, Zach Whitecloud, at least now is healthy. Ben Hutton has actually played very well. Give him a lot of credit. Uh, Bruce Cassidy definitely having confidence in him because he's got Ben Hutton playing with Petrangelo right now uh, on the top line, which shows you how much he is uh, in, uh, liking what he's seeing from Ben Hutton uh, and, you know, making the most of this opportunity with, again, a couple of regulars missing in action right now on the blue line for the Vegas Golden Knights. Jordan Bennington confirmed in net. Logan Thompson expected because Aiden Hill is still out. It's not confirmed, but more than likely we're going to see a Logan Thompson once again tonight for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. All right, final game of this uh, Wednesday night slate. It is the second TNT game tonight uh, of their doubleheader. We go north of the border. The Edmonton Oilers hosting the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, we've got uh, Edmonton around a minus 120 home favorite here in this game. Total six and a half uh, shaded to the over uh, across the board. This, of course, is a rematch of a recent game between the Hurricanes and Oilers in Carolina. And I still have, if I'm an Oilers fan and I replay in my mind the first period of that game in Carolina, I'm going to be thinking to myself, why am I a fan of this team? Because it was the most embarrassing display of defensive play in, the, in your defensive zone in a period of hockey that I've seen uh, in a long, long time, that game. Uh, now they settled it down, and they actually got really strong in the third period. And they started, to, and they actually were on the verge of coming back in that game. And their third period, I thought, was very good when they played in Carolina recently, Edmonton. But that first period uh, in Carolina that Edmonton showed everyone defensively was a disgrace. It was an embarrassment. It was horrendous. Uh, it was absolutely awful. And look, Skinner was terrible too. Uh, he is not absolved to blame. The whole group was just, it didn't look like an NHL team at all, especially at the defensive end of the ice. Now, credit to Edmonton. They got back in that game. They eventually lost 6-3 to three a couple weeks ago in Carolina, but that was 4-1 after the first period with some of the worst defending you'll ever see uh, in the first period of that game. And they started to come back, though, made it a game. We'll see now, you know, the, the obviously short uh, revenge spot here, you could say, for Edmonton looking for redemption from that game. And look, we got to give the Oilers their due right now.
because since that debacle in Carolina, it's almost like that was the last straw because they were horrendous in that first period. And I thought they played two pretty good periods in Carolina that night after that made the game respectable six to three. And then after that game, Alex's team hasn't lost. They have won every game since then, shutting out Washington five, nothing crushing Anaheim eight to two shootout win against Vegas, a five to four, very impressive win against a really good team. And then against Winnipeg, they were down one, nothing, but again, the defense and goaltending was better. They kept the team in the game and eventually their offense struck in the third period for three goals and they beat Winnipeg three to one uh, in their last game. So, you know, slowly but surely you're seeing, you know, this team not only get their big guns going again, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, uh, Zach Hyman's been great. You've even seen Evander Kane and the Nuge start to produce a little bit as well. But more importantly, some semblance of solid team defense, some semblance. Is this team still a great defensive team yet? Of course not. But we're seeing at least some semblance of defensive play right now. Uh, from this Edmonton Oilers team, which has helped them during this four-game win streak. Now, this is going to be a tough opponent, you know, just as tough as Vegas, you know, and one of their tougher ones, this Carolina team. And you got a Carolina team that's also off a loss. Keep that in mind. Two to one the other night against the Winnipeg Jets. So, you know, you got to believe that uh, Carolina is going to want to play well, have a bounce-back effort here uh, in this game tonight against the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Carolina has won four of the last five meetings, but... The one win for Edmonton during that span was the last time they hosted Carolina, a 6-4 to four, a victory for the uh, Oilers over the Hurricanes last October here in Edmonton. This is a tough one for me, but um, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my chance on Edmonton here with the win streak. Uh, we talked about what the, the same tact that I'm using with Minnesota right now. This team is, their team is responding since the coaching change. Edmonton right now is responding to the coaching change, even though I still think Jay Woodcroft got shafted, shouldn't have been fired, uh, but they are responding, you know, to Chris Knobloch. They're, they are getting their, you know, their top players are playing like it the last few games. Their defensive games improved. Stuart Skinner's getting some confidence back uh, in net, and uh, you don't, they won't have to be reminded about the way they played against this team in Carolina a few weeks ago. They know they soiled themselves. They embarrassed themselves, especially in that opening period, so Edmonton will want to atone for that. Won't be easy. Carolina's a good team off a loss themselves, but I'm going to do a split bet here. A uh, little on the over, just because the series history, crazy enough as it is, uh, three overs in a row with these two teams. Very high-scoring hockey for some reason. So small bet on the over, but more importantly, I'm going to do an Edmonton money line split and a team total over split here on the Edmonton Oilers tonight uh, in this game. Now, I do fear the possibility of a Pyotr Kochetkov sighting. Uh, in net because he's obviously the best goalie they've got. No, no, no offense to Antti Ranta, but Pyotr Kochekov is better than Antti Ranta. Simple as that. But I'm seeing projections that Ranta will be in tonight. Not confirmation yet, but projections that Ranta will be back in net tonight for Carolina. Skinner should be in net for uh, Edmonton as expected. So uh, that's what I'm looking at here. Uh, mostly Edmonton money line and uh, also uh, split with their team total here over three and a half uh, in this one. Uh, Alex, uh, what do you think here? Great game, though. Fun game. Yeah. Should be exciting. Great TNT matchup. Carolina-Edmonton. It should be an interesting game. And like I said, I'm, I'm going to wait to see who's in net for Carolina. If it's Kochekov, I might actually look toward an under, to be honest. And, and not not pregame. I would be waiting for something early to come in the contest. And then we get a couple of goals you know, early. And this thing can slow down a little bit, uh, I think, maybe after the first period. So, 
not really jumping in on anything as of now. I want to see once one who's going to be confirmed starting in net. But if it is Kachekov, I would be looking for some goals early, and then I think the pace could kind of slow down in the second period. So I might be looking for uh, a, a under live uh, at a higher number. So that's the only thing I have circled for this. If I had to play a side, it would definitely be Edmonton. Like I said, the revenge uh, of, of coming off of that, like I said, awful first period and end up losing that game. That something that I could definitely see some uh, kind of momentum. So maybe some Edmonton first period puck line, Edmonton uh, money lines for some smaller shots if I want to do anything pre-game. Ian, you're muted. Yeah, there we go. All right, yeah, so looking for some live uh, potential opportunities uh, in this game with the uh, Hurricanes and the uh, Oilers is uh, Alex B. Smith. Uh, as far as the uh, prop market tonight in this one, you know, it's this is a tricky night for props. Not a lot really stuck out in any of the games, quite honestly, other than Dallas. I like a lot of those Dallas players that have been rolling right now in the, in the game against Florida. All of them are worth a look. Sagan and uh, Marchment and um, Duchesne and Pavelski. Those are my favorite. That's probably my favorite player prop game tonight. You look at this game, and to me lately, the Oilers have been banking on their best players, you know, getting the job done for them. And it wouldn't shock me to see uh, more of that. Uh, here tonight from them uh, in this uh, matchup tonight against the uh, Hurricanes. So uh, definitely uh, interested to, uh, you know, you're going to probably look toward McDavid, uh, Dreisaitl, uh, Nugent Hopkins, players like that uh, for sure. Uh, that's what you're going to be looking for, mostly the bigger players. Hyman's been good. Kane's gotten going. Even Ryan Nugent Hopkins has been better. They've tried to, I've tried to get too cute with some of the Oiler props, and I'm trying to, you know, hit it on the Matthias Janmarks of the world when they get moved up to the top line and, too often they don't do anything, uh, even when they play with Connor McDavid. Same thing. I remember I did that with Yamamoto all the time. They put Yamamoto uh, on the uh, top line for the uh, Edmonton Oilers with uh, McDavid. He just didn't produce enough, uh, considering who he was playing with and all the ice time uh, he was getting. So, yeah, for me, it would just be that Oilers uh, money line and team total split for me, primarily in this game here tonight with the Hurricanes and Oilers on TNT. Uh, great stuff. Uh, appreciate everyone uh, watching. 200 live viewers. Uh, on YouTube, hit the like button. We appreciate it uh, very much. Patreon.com slash Ice Guys, of course, just $10 a month. All the content and the daily card, player props, you name it, uh, is is there. So check that out. The Ice Guys store, of course. Yes, as we mentioned, the uh, weekend uh, free sh standard shipping and 15% off uh, deal is done. But still plenty of time to still get some merch uh, for your loved ones, family, friends, some Ice Guys gear, just in time for the Christmas holiday season at iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Yes, absolutely. Uh, definitely want to check that out. Don't want to miss out on that. This is the week to get things in and uh, get your orders in so you can have stuff under the tree in time for Christmas. Both of our stores, we have the Ice Guys, the main store, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. We also have our secondary store. Follow the Linktree page, linktree.com slash the Ice Guys. You'll have links to both of the stores. For those of you who want the Skinner shirts, uh, the the bet to you know, sleep when you're dead shirts, the, uh, the toques. All of those are available at the limited edition store, so definitely grab those as well. So uh, you can shop at both of those and get them in, get your orders in this week so you're having it on the tree for Christmas. Absolutely. Uh, now's the time because you're right. Christmas is shockingly 19 days away. Uh, it's unreal how quickly uh, it is around the corner, but uh, no doubt uh, now's the time to uh, get all your uh, Ice Guys gear, no question, at iceguys.myspreadshop.com. All right, it is time for... Uh, obviously, everyone's about oh, actually first before we get to bargain bin special betcast. Our next one, our, our only betcast in the month of December, our main live betcast 
uh, open to everybody, of course, Tuesday, December the 12th. Uh, 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern time next Tuesday. It's going to be, you know, it's it's basically uh, a nice guy's Christmas party. It's going to be because this is going to be basically our our main lo- for final bet cast before the Christmas holiday season. So Tuesday, December 12th, 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. Uh, we will uh, be on the air next Tuesday. It's a very good NHL slate next Tuesday night. So we're looking forward to that final uh, BetCast before the holiday season, Tuesday, December 12th, 7 p.m. Eastern. As always, of course, uh, DM or email me or Alex, and we will uh, to let if you're interested in joining us on the BetCast, and we will send you the link uh, for uh, the BetCast before it begins next Tuesday, December 12th, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Definitely looking forward to that. Uh, that'll be a good one. That'll be our that'll be a Christmas throwdown, if you will, Christmas throwdown next Tuesday night for sure. Looking forward to that. Yeah, it should be good. I'm I, kind of bummed we're not having the bad cast tomorrow, to be honest. When you look at how great of, of a lineup tomorrow is, I, I'm excited. You do, don't want to miss tomorrow's show. I'm going to have a ton of plays based on what I'm already seeing with some of these openers right now. So I uh, don't want to miss out on that. No, no, you don't. Definitely. That's going to be a good card tomorrow and a huge Thursday slate on tap. All right. It is time for Bargain Bin Special of the Night. Four games on this Wednesday night. Uh, Alex, did you find anything in the Bargain Bin that appealed to you? I did, and I'm, I'm actually trying to look for the, a better price on it, but I'm going with uh, something a little different here. Like I said, we got to kind of mix it up when you're trying to find the bargain bin spots with some of the top players in certain teams. And I'm looking at Jason Robertson uh, with the, the Dallas Stars. I'm looking for him to get two goals tonight. Uh, I think this is going to be, a, like I said, a good spot for Dallas here. He's somebody who had been kind of off to a slow start, only has eight goals in the year has been kind of picking things up the last couple of games. So I think he's going to get on the score sheet in a big way. Give me two goals for Jason Robertson. That's my bargain special tonight. All right, excellent. So Jason Robertson, two or more goals for the uh, Dallas Stars tonight. And again, you can probably get that in the uh, 10 to 1 range, I would assume, ballpark figure. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely good value there uh, as yeah. far as uh, Jason Plus 900 Robertson. at, fan, at, uh, at yeah. uh, Bat Online, rather. Plus 900. There you go. That's kind of, yeah, exactly. I figured it would be close to ten to one. So plus nine hundred for uh, Jason Robertson for two or more goals tonight for the uh, Dallas Stars uh, in that game. Uh, for my bargain bin special of the night, it's actually the same game and the same team that I'm going with for bargain bin special of the night. And I can't believe the price on this guy for, to score a goal tonight for the Dallas Stars, considering his form, considering the way he's played since he's been moved up onto the second line. And if that's not enough. He is facing his former team tonight uh, in this hockey game. Um, and, you know, original member, not original member, because he's actually in the Leaf organization initially. Then he went to Florida. Now he's in Dallas. So he's also facing his former team. So you talk about someone excited to probably keep his uh, offensive um, confidence and flow going tonight. He would be uh, someone that would be interested in that against his old team. Mason Marchment somehow at FanDuel is plus 400 to score a goal tonight. Um, I'm amazed. I'm, I, I, my jaw dropped when I saw plus 400 out there uh, at FanDuel for Mason Marchment to score a goal tonight. And I said, that's my bargain bin. That's that's not just bargain bin. That's like getting a uh, wonderful filet mignon for $2. That's what that is tonight. Mason Marchment at that price with just how red hot he is at the moment. Uh, for the uh, Dallas Stars. So Mason Marchment, Dallas Stars, plus 400 for my bargain bin uh, special of the night. Raymond Sam, plus 445 on Cool Bet. I can't believe the prices. Wow. Uh, unbelievable value there for uh, Mason Marchment tonight. 
for the Dallas Stars. Not only in great form, but against his old team, too, the Florida Panthers. Perfect setup, perfect situation, incredible price. Uh, that's what we look for in our bargain bin specials. All right, best bet to wrap it up for this Wednesday night uh, NHL uh, slate. Uh, Alex, what do you like for best bet? Well, we're still staying at sunrise here. We're going to be going with that first period over in Dallas at Florida. 13-4 and four the last 17 for the Dallas Stars for the first period. Uh, you can lay $1.25 at Caesars. That's a great price. I think we see some offense early and uh, looking at Dallas for most of that game, but definitely in the first period. So first period over at Stars and Panthers. One and a half minus 125. That's my best bet for Wednesday. All right. There you go. Dallas and Florida over one and a half first period. Stars and Panthers. Uh, best bet for uh, Alex P. Smith uh, on this uh, Saturday uh, card. It's not Saturday. Saturday. Wednesday card. It's not even close to a Saturday card. There's only four damn games on the slate tonight. You're right. <laughs> uh, hardly a Saturday card. Uh, that is uh, for sure. All right. My best bet for this uh, Wednesday, December the 6th uh, NHL card. Let's roll with the Dallas Stars, plus 105 against the uh, Florida Panthers. You know, I'm, I'm on a Dallas player for bargain bin special tonight. Why not take Dallas here? Uh, I like the team total. I've actually got an even amount between the team total and the uh, money line here in this game. But I'll go with the money line as my uh, best bet here for this Wednesday slate. Dallas Stars, plus 105. Uh, against the Florida Panthers uh, for my best bet for this Wednesday card. Uh, that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone uh, for joining us. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. We appreciate it very much. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. And if you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And make sure you're here tomorrow. Alex loves the card tomorrow. It's a big one. This Thursday slate, 2 p.m. Eastern. Join us again tomorrow for another edition of the Ice Guys. (laughs) 